Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. Thanks, Dave. You, uh, you might notice it is working right. I'm talking, I'm bobbing my head actually, I'm talking over the music. Is that right, Timbo? Is that working? We've got some new tricks on the old podcast media board today, so we can now play live soundtracks. So I've got a couple lined up for you, Jacko. So should you say anything of particular note, there might be some supplementary type audio filler that you've not had <laughs> before. Me, can you give me a round of applause when I say something? Yeah, I've got a load of like farmyard animal sounds and, <laughs> and that kind I of saw, thing. I did see one that said dad joke. So if it's, <laughs> is there like, I don't know what that, I didn't actually click on it to see what it sounded like, but I'd be interested to know. Anyway, um, yes. We're back. It is because it's just me and I say just, I always get told off. I don't know. It is me and Tim. So Jacko and Tim, or Tim and Jacko from Scorecast Sense, um, on the Movement Strength of Play podcast uh, without a guest. So it means that we can have a little bit of uh, a play about fun. Um, but ultimately, what we're going to be talking about today, once we've got over the uh, the idea of doing some little fun bits with the, with the old jingles, is um, the topic of discussion why we are doing the easy stuff. Um, which we will elaborate on shortly. Well, it's a difficult conversation for some because in training, we're supposed to be just doing hard stuff all the time, aren't we? And um, I think there's a lot of benefits we're talking about actually, one, periodizing that kind of work and then also just doing more easy stuff. But easy doesn't mean easy, if you get what I mean. Let's get into the conversation, Jacko, and we can expand. Well, just like, exactly. Just like more doesn't mean more, easy doesn't mean easy. We're gonna, those, <laughs> but this is going to be a great one for those that are looking to uh, link... A few different things together, like say you do, you want to do, you know, you like to do football and you want to do some calisthenics or whatever it may be. Save so it, Jacko, back. save it. Save it's, it yeah. it's, been, it's been a few minutes now and I'm ready to push the button. We, we're going to run out of audio, we're going to run out of song. Right, the song's right. still there. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's see if we can manage this. Without further ado, Jacko, bring us into the podcast. I can't talk and click at the same time. So um, okay. you, you navigate so, us through to the start. Here we go. Right. On three. Three. Roll that jingle. Now. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. Press the Hold up. See what yep. I've done there is I've turned it down. I need to turn oh, it back up. Right. Hang on a minute. Yeah, sorry. Right. Bear with me. Right, we, we'll this is, you know what? You know what? You know what? A proper professional for podcasts would have a producer that would do these or sorts of things. Or try it before going live. Right. But no, it's take, fine. Yeah, this is actually the first time doing this. Take two. Try it again. Roll that jingle. Yes. Yep. This is often the best part of the podcast. Hold along. You actually three moved the guitars there, Tim. I was a bit like, actually, there's a bit of cross training. I did my first guitar lesson yesterday. Is that cross training? Tis for your fingers. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, when they're mangled up like this, mm. then, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I played the top string. I tuned string six, and then uh, it's calisthenics related because Reese the Jack sent me the, the 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 app to have a go at with. Ah. Anyway, that isn't the podcast. That is digressing <laughs> I'm just significantly. At it's in front of me in the inside. Um, yeah. Right, where are we going to start with this one? So, Jack and I have been talking a lot recently, and training has just been. I don't know, transitional is probably how I would explain mine. I don't know if that's the same for you, Jacko, but I have found myself doing a lot more of the basic stuff. And this is probably just the first point that we want to want to just bring home. When we talk about being easy, when I trade at the moment, I'm not necessarily talking about sessions that aren't difficult or most importantly, when we're thinking about training, aren't stimulating some kind of adaptation. So if we go into a session, we don't kind of work hard to a point. If we are staying within the realms of what the body is currently capable of doing, there is no stimulation for adaptation and therefore we're not going to see improvements in strength or conditioning or whatever it is that we're moving towards um so with that in mind easy is maybe not necessarily doing super hard movements but it is still chasing adaptation within largely sessions focused on just basics simple movement patterns and you know what i'm absolutely loving it yeah there and probably uh there's a few different things that have um that have come into play for myself. One has been like a, um, I got quite, I got a little bit, not regimented, but I got, I got into, let's say like a good, like weekly routine. Um, then had a holiday and the weather was then really nice uh, when I got back and it was like, 
I just fancied the first session back. I was like, I just started just, I just like literally just played around with a few bits in the garden of just whatever I wanted to do. And then, and I really enjoyed it. And I've done this type of thing before and I'm just give it, letting myself sort of go through. I know, I'll come back to a little bit more rigid structure probably at some point, but I'm just enjoying it. It's a little bit more, um, what does someone call it? The, the like intuitive training. So everything's got to have a name, hasn't it? Intuitive. So it was like, but those things are um, probably, let's say, easier from a strength perspective. But as you said, like challenging adaptations in other ways. So but I am like personally trying to change some movement patterns and some mobility um, ranges. That is just sort of an ongoing thing for me. But I've just got a nice little thing on the go at the moment where I it's a little bit more full body and it's a little bit less it's actually at the moment for me like less intense in terms of the calisthenics but it's allowing me to do like i quite enjoy like i enjoy training so rather than doing like three really hard sessions or two really hard sessions in a week where it takes me a few days to recover i'm actually really enjoying not doing as as much sort of probably intense strength work that means i can just do quite a little bits throughout the week sort of ongoing just and, and that's it's ticking an enjoyment box for me which um as we're starting to come trying we're trying to come out of covid aren't we like there's that like having some stuff that's that enjoy doing each day like but there's not but it's actually i feel like it's nurturing my body quite nicely rather than smashing it is uh, is a good thing so nice context if i was put my position self in the position of the audience i'll be thinking you're talking voodoo jacko i need some context <laughs> Tell me, so you've, you've, you've gone very much like, intu- yeah. you've used a nice phrase, intuitive. I've just, I've just registered the intuitive training guy on Instagram, yes. um, which basically is another way of like winging it, yeah. making it up as you go yeah, along, basically. doing what you feel like doing, which has got massive merit. If you're in a slump or any period of time you're training where you're just sort of like, you're struggling to get a routine or a strict training program just doesn't look that fun. Like if you're looking at a session, it's like, oh, crikey, it's 10, 10 sets of pull-ups or, or whatever it might be. Sometimes just letting it go a little bit loosey-goosey and just doing what you feel like doing on any of that any given day is absolutely fine, providing you understand that if you continue to do that on a, on a sort of a regular basis across a course of weeks, that you might not be gaining anything specific, but you might be gaining and touching base with a number of different things, which is still of value and also gives you head that space to not feel like you're stuck in this stringent or um, rigid routine. But just so to give people some some flavors, yeah. Jacko, tell us a little bit without taking up the next half an hour of your, of your of a day by day <laughs> breakdown of what you're doing. Um, so the alarm goes off at six o'clock, and uh, <laughs> um, hang, on, so hang on, hang on, like, hang on, hang on, hang okay, on. Was that the dad joke one or not? Or was that just a general? Just laughter? laughing. Just laughing. Um, <laughs> so the uh, good use. I remembered the uh, um, the audio board. Um, so. Uh, one of the things that I've talked about many times in the past and feel like I have got better at it is listening to the body. And so there is a cert, there is like an amount of that now that actually comes in space. And the, just the, to give some context, like the flip side of like, if you, if I set myself like a, a more rigid, strict routine, what I will do is try to do that no matter what it's sort of in the in the psyche and probably how I've trained in the past when it was like playing rugby and told what to do so the problem with that like that's great to have that but the problem for that for someone like me is that it will dampen down me listening to a body so say it's like right I've got I'm doing some handstand push-ups today that's what's in my program and my shoulders feel terrible and actually my legs feel good in the past, I would have done the thing that I'd written down as the program to do on that day rather than going, actually, your legs feel really good. Uh, you've been enjoying some of your lower body hip mobility stuff and you, and you feel a lot better for it afterwards. And then that, that makes your running work go feel really nice. But I just do the handstand push-up work because I said that's what I was going to do on that day for that thing. And, and then um, potentially actually finish that session, shoulders didn't feel good beforehand, and then they're feeling worse afterwards. And it was like... It's just, a, it's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I feel like I've grown up. <laughs> that's, that's probably what's been a theme of the That's been the like years. an interesting transition. Let's just touch on that though, because that's really yeah. important because your background and there'll be loads of people that, that do this and like, 
and you see this culture in, in fitness training all the time at the moment. It's like, I've always done that. So this is what I'm going to keep keep continuing yeah. to do. And I've seen you go through that transition where you used to kind of just like smash yourself and you were picking up niggles. But I haven't heard you complain about a niggle for a long time now because mm. I think you've probably really under started to understand that process of listening to your body but i see so many people who just especially it happens actually like i think in in group-based fitness where there's so much power in community but the community will also drag people to do things that they're not actually in a state physically to do because everyone's living different lives outside of the 90 minutes or 60 minutes that they're in the the gym every day i think that's a massive takeaway and it's it's a challenge right it's not an easy one yeah there's a fine balance because if i was if you're in a group or even just with a training partner, like at the moment, the training's been totally on our own through COVID and stuff. So you can push each other in a, in a good way, but equally it, there's a fine balance because it can go, you know, what if one of you is feeling great one day and you both choose to do this, you're like, we're going to do this session together, but one of you's not feeling it or whatever. So anyway, um, I think the other thing to take into account is what's your previous training background and but and not just that but just what's your previous like what's your what's your psyche like what you like as a person so for me from the age of like 18 until I was 31 I was told what to do in a training session there's the session here's what you're doing and you get on and do it and you're praised for doing it working hard and doing well so like that has been a embedded into my into my psyche and actually for the purpose of like playing pro rugby, yeah, that's exactly what you needed to do. But it's like, it's not like that now. And I don't need to be like that now. And I think it's the thing, the one thing, like calisthenics was great when I first came out of that, of like have a goal to work towards like a human flag or handstand. Those things are great to, to have as something to work towards to keep us consistent and be motivated. We've talked about that many times. Um, but f- my uh, sort of previous routines would all be like weekly based, like, you train and then you'd build up for a game. And when I then didn't have that, that sport to play for anymore, it was like, I'd still be in this thing of like building up for something and then they're not being anything. So then like training and then just like the next week, you're like building up to this. And so always building up, but never actually then coming down because there was no reason to come down. And um, yeah, that's, that's, there's like, probably that's just a little bit more, uh, more context. You wanted some, you wanted some specifics. No, sorry, so I, I, took, that, I took you off piece for a minute there, but we're back on that's now. Right. That's fine. But within that, so it's not like it's just go and do anything. I've got like certain things that I want to be able to do with like my bridge, say. I've got certain things I want to be able to do with my pancake. Um, I've got, I understand that I need to have pushing and pulling. Um, I've got things I want to do with my handstands and handstand push-ups. I know I've got to have pushing and pulling. Um, I know I've got to work in uh, different planes of motion. So it's like, I'm not, it's not a case of like, just, oh, what do I fancy doing today that's, got no context of like what you did you did yesterday and the day before um it's like i've got a certain things that i'm trying to ensure that i do each week so i'll do some pike push-ups each week i'll do some pull-ups each week i'll do some pancake work and some bridge work i'll do these things each week i'll do my my lower body like shrimp squats and these types of things but there's less rigidity of like when it's done and it's a little bit more listening to listening to the body and, and how it's feeling um and then but but having a having it's almost like a these are the things I want to be able to that I want to be able to do these are the things that I think are necessary for a well-rounded training program within a week um I'm going to fit I'm they're going to get dropped in um when and where they feel good and I, and I want to and I want to do them um so it, so this is you know when you speak to people that are into like coaching like you know these like executive coaches and lifestyle coaches if they say things like so what I'm hearing you say is <laughs> and this is part of the motivational coaching you're repeating it back right so um would you say that like so if you if i was asked the question if you are you know i'll take it back into my world but if we're going back into sport we're reverse engineering a process so we set out what do we want and then how are we going to go ahead about achieving it so would you say that is that you that you uh, what you want is those things around a well-rounded training program some movements that you want to go after and you're just kind of very loosely allowing the week to fluctuate or to, to mold around the things that you know that you need to do to achieve that. But you're still working towards an endpoint. You're not necessarily going into each week thinking, I'm just going to do a bit of whatever, whatever because I've got to move. Is that fair? Um, yeah, that's probably fair because there's the, the overriding. And this is something we've talked about a lot when we did the uh, we've talked about movement being medicine. We've talked about investing in your physical pension. 
and talking about like training for how you want to be able to to move and enjoy life in the in the future and you know anyone that's had a lot of injuries in the past and whatever they've done like we've talked about this in our own ones um from whether whether it's rugby or whether it's snowboarding whether it's whatever it may be um the just thinking about what we're doing not chasing something at the detriment of like how my body's going to be um as we get older and the the long term goal and purpose for me is like my training needs to supplement like what i ultimately love doing and and i love i love doing stuff like physically going and and doing stuff um it actually i'm just going to say because it, it's a nice time to to bring another little thing in because the other thing i'm doing is um i've been increasing like my uh, running training um, some of it's been based around like all the the breathwork stuff I've I've been doing, and um, I've enjoyed getting back into a little bit more. Let's not say serious running, but like I've never ran a marathon, right? And I've always, even when I was a kid, it was like I'd like to be able to do. I'd like to be able to do a marathon. It's almost like just I just feel like it's something that like just a physical feat to to try and do. And um, I always, whilst I was playing rugby, it was like, well, you can't. It was just that was the excuse. You can't do it. And it was like a valid excuse because when are you going to fit the training in? Yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway, I was thinking the other day, I was like, well, or a few weeks ago, I was thinking, well, I've been saying that, but you know what? I, I stopped playing rugby eight years ago. So for the last eight years, I actually have it. Well, the first year I can run without getting a headache from a head injury. But let's say for seven years, I've not actually had a reason or an excuse as to why uh, I haven't signed up and, and completed a marathon because the previous excuse had gone. So I was like, right, going to do it. Uh, I love running off-road rather than on the road. So I've signed up to a, uh, it's on the 16th of October. Anyone is welcome to join me. Um, it's only 50 quid, I think. Um, and it is in Suffolk on the, it's a coastal. Apparently it's like the flat, it's like this uh, company that, I can't even remember the name of them, but the company that uh, specialise in like co- uh, off-road and coastal mm. So it's the flat. It's one of the flattest ones that they've got. So hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but I like the idea of a bit on the beach and a bit, mm. uh, a bit off road. So yeah, that is. Uh, so I'm obviously trying to. I'm trying to do some some training, some running interspersed in with. Um, <laughs> it, running. Is it all nasal? <laughs> is that the plan? Is so the whole thing without uh, opening yes. your mouth? You're going to tape your mouth yeah. up. Oh, well, I'll probably have a drink. No, uh. I don't tape my mouth when I'm. You'd, some people do. You don't need to tape your mouth when you're running. You just have to shut it. Um, so but you that, get more the, attention the, if you do it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to see the short, the short, oh, the short, short shorts, shorts I've got? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. I haven't got any. The high slits. You're going to wear those wax swimming shorts. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, the... Uh, uh, well, no, but the... the the, uh, the pace I'm going to run at, like I can run a decent 5K, probably PB like style, like, pace now nasally so i'm not gonna be running that fast for a marathon so the when you're running low level like it's far more efficient to nasally and actually the speed i'm going to be running at should it the issue won't be my nose the issue will be my knees and my ankles yeah. my calves and my achilles just dealing with that amount of volume have you got a time in mind ah good question pre uh have i gone through process of that yes and then i've actually had this conversation last week uh, when I was at my sister, who she's done the Snowden Ironman, which is like the most one of the most horrific events you probably do, uh, which finishes with climbing up Snowden. Um, oh, speaking of Snowden, I have as a practice run, um, Tony Riddle on the 31st of July is Everesting Snowden. So he's running up and down Snowden eight times in 24 hours. But you can join him for three, six or 12 hours mm. or 20 or the full 24. I was like, well, uh, I don't... Three hours would just be up and back, and I've done that with Catherine before in the morning when we stayed at my sister's. So I was like, it's got to be six or 12, but I don't think I can run up and down snow for 12 hours. So I've signed up for six on the 35th. That's going to be a little training run. That could be horrendous. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, yes, have I got a time? Uh, I, I did start to think about things like that, and I'd be like, I've got, I've got a, a watch to track me because uh, I've become a running horse to track my uh, <laughs> speed. Um, I just like, to, I want to know the pace that I'm actually running at. So and then you start working out and you go, oh, well, actually, I did a, I did a, a third of a marathon the other day and it was like at the pace that would be basically a four-hour marathon if you could, if you could keep up okay. that pace. And it was a comfortable pace. So I was like, ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Now, that wasn't off-road. Well, it was a little bit off-road, to be fair, but it wasn't coastal. 
etc etc and then I was starting to think no you're just being competitive for the sake of being competitive don't be an idiot my only goal for it is to not walk okay and I think I could I'd like to think that I could do that I'm, I'm, what I'm most excited about is watching you transition through into a running nose on more than one level. So you've got a running nose watch, which I think is a is a worthwhile investment. Yeah. Um, you're going to get some short shorts with a high split. Definitely need those. <laughs> well, to I, mean, I haven't got. I no, haven't no, got that's those yet. What I, also, I like the idea of that. Yeah, we got Martin yelling. In, to in my for mind, that. I'm also seeing one of those like strange like waistcoat type running devices so you can kind of put a bit of water in or uh, right. no, some money for an ice yeah. cream that sort of thing and then the final one is of one of those like that. the Bradley Wiggins soft peak star running hat I can see one of oh, those as bit, well yeah uh, what, uh, watch the clip from White Men Can't Jump uh, <laughs> yes like exactly Sydney. Like, yes <laughs> Sydney <laughs> that is it and then also to, to top that all off the transition of your body shape into being sort of still quite ripped but like relatively like just extremely withered <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how much training... So as my um, uh, calisthenics training regime at the moment is a little bit loosey-goosey, so too is the... Uh, I'm not following a... Uh, and I may do late... Will I? No, I probably won't. Uh, it's intuitive training, a Jacko. Specific. <laughs> no, a specific... Pro- so basically, I'm just trying to run more and when, and try and do a, like a slightly longer run each week type of thing. Um, and... We'll see how it goes. I know that, like I've done, so I've done distance-wise, not in a not in an event. I've done half of a marathon before, um, just on his own, um, and that was fairly horrific. Oh no, actually, we tried to. Here you go. This is probably the closest thing. This is divulging into a conversation that we should have had over coffee. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This last last <laughs> last right. thing because it just just uh, uh, I <laughs> I did right. Hang we, on, Jack. Uh, just say just say last thing again. Last thing. Um, right this was the uh, last year we were in Cornwall and there was like a trek from the you know like the Cornwall Peninsula there was a trek from the north coast to the south coast and it was like a marathon basically Um, we were like yeah me and and Mr Jacko hadn't done any real running training at this point of of notes and we were like yeah let's let's do that tomorrow and we'll like run it anyway um, it's about eight hours later maybe nine hours later and a num- numerous stops at shops for supplies and, and things. And a lot, a lot of complaining. At one point I was like literally just swearing at, swearing at her. And then like finally <laughs> got into the, weird, it was so weird. Like get, you'd only go somewhere so far like that. I quite enjoy, I didn't enjoy it, but I enjoyed the, like my body talking to me. So like at the start I'd had, I think I'd had like a bit of a, I think my right calf is a bit, uh, had been a bit sore or whatever at the beginning um, and it was something I'd, I'd maybe tweaked it a few weeks before or something and it was like it wasn't at all the things in my body that was screaming at me towards the end was stuff I've never felt before it was like my left knee was just like ah just like angry and I was like I never have a problem with my left knee ever and haven't ever since but it was like just that sheer amount of like run, well, I say running we didn't we were walking most of it it's been horrendous um, yeah so uh, that's the closest I've got, and I failed miserably in terms of not walking. But that was across terrain that was very hilly. Um, but getting in the water on the other side was blissful. Very good. So in go. summary, intuitive training during the week, largely towards some fluctuating structural training in the pursuit of some somewhat defined goals, and a marathon. Yep. Perfect. How long till October? It's going to come round quick, isn't it? It will come round quick. Yeah. Yeah. Get running. Today. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And yourself, Timbo? Because uh, yeah. when well, you say easy stuff, it's uh, there's there's a difference. Hopefully, people people will resonate with one of these two stories. Yes. Um, uh, so you e- will be doing strength and volume type of, of stuff. Yes, yes, I will. Um, so I had a little bit of running injury, which I won't go into too much detail on, but it's taken some time. So I was running quite regularly, and then I basically, I think I may have bruised or got some fascial tightness around my cuboid, which is the bone on the like this outside of your foot, about halfway down, which was quite sore for a while. Um, I, and the, the reasons as to why I will not go into, but uh, effectively not Ooh, doing God, enough. Oh, that sounds juice. Is oh, it, is it, is it well, juicy or not? I, I was probably... 
Um, overambitious in the level of foot and the type of footwear that I was choosing to run in and the amount of mobility and preparation work I was doing. So I didn't respect running on concrete in relatively or extremely minimalist shoes enough. In that, and it was my own fault because my ankles were talking to me and I just didn't want to do anything about it because for me, a run... Not listening to your body, Tim. Well, this is it, like a run <laughs> or a 5K is something that I don't really want to have to prepare for. I want to, like, okay, I've got 25 minutes, open the door, I'm going out for a run. Um, anyway, so that bit me on the bum a little bit, So, but it's now better. Um, and so my training has, has evolved a little bit, and I've been playing around with quite a bit of stuff. And um, anybody who may follow me personally on social media may have seen that I'm talking a fair amount about shoulders at the moment and have been fixing a number of different issues that I've had uh, and it's been a really good process so training has been quite directed towards that side of things um, particularly fixing the anterior tilt on my right scapula has been very much worthwhile and trying to unpick why when I do ring dips I'm massively asymmetrical um, and that's a bit of a problem because I've got somewhat more laxity in my right side in the capsule and ligamentous tissue that I have on the left, which is the one which I've had surgery on and they've restricted and tightened up a little bit for me. So I'm kind of out of shape and it's been interesting because I'm not in pain and it feels pretty good. But when you watch it back on camera, I'm just not, not moving well at all, really. It looks really weird. So I've been trying to unpick some of that sort of stuff. But yeah, my training generally just these days, uh, probably for, particularly since we got into spring, has been really focused around basics. And I'm not pushing massively in terms just, of strength. Let me just say jump it's one thing that you just said there that would be really helpful for people if they don't do it yet film yourself doing a few reps of stuff particularly yeah. stuff where you can't see what's going on like because i think traditionally like we would squat like when i used to squat in a gym it would be in front of a mirror and not mm. because you're showing off or whatever it's like because it's actually good to see how you're moving it really helps and like the mind map that you've got of how you think you're moving in your pull-up whatever and then you watch on a video and it's not symmetrical mm. even though it might feel okay like you say, you can, you can, if you're not doing that yet, like massively recommend doing that because you'll be able to stop issues happening yeah. earlier to ensure that you're moving well and symmetrical. Yeah, particularly like filming from the back. Like you say, like, get, if it guys' shirts off, girls get a sports bra on and, and just film what's happening to your shoulders. I mean, you might not understand at this stage exactly how to unpick it and what's going on, but it will give you some awareness. And, you know, if you kind of go, Do you know, what? my right shoulder always grumbles and I don't know why it is. I would probably say that if you kind of film yourself doing some stuff from the back and you see one side doing something grossly different to the other, that's going to be a root cause of the problem. And then you're in the first stages of being able to address what you might need to do to kind of fix it. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing quite a bit of that, which I've really enjoyed. And, yeah, just like my, my program's become really boring. Like I do the same kind of things um, volume-wise and stuff. I'm kind of mixing it up and playing around with some some. There are various different sort of high volume work rather than maximal strength work. Um, I enjoy that kind of stuff. And to be honest, like I, I really I feel better from a result of it. And I and from a aesthetics perspective, I feel like I look better when I do like higher volume type work. So it kind of a continuation from what I did in the winter. The program has been also fairly intuitive up until a point where I've just kind of I know that I need to get a certain amount of push, pull, lower body stuff in during the week. I've been doing much more total body sessions. So trying to get in um, some some kind of either vertical or horizontal push and pull and the lower body based movement in, in every session. I'm still training at home. Um, I'm using weight vests more, the, the heavy sandbag that I've got. So, but then Rob, because uh, you know, you go to a gym, you might end up thinking that you need to be doing super heavy deadlifts and super heavy squats. I've just challenged myself on the lower body from a volume perspective instead. And it's really, really difficult. Like it's, it's pretty uncomfortable, but it might just be a 50 kilo sandbag squat, but throwing that into a relatively kind of high volume circuit or <clears throat> putting a certain number of sets, like 10 sets together, <clears throat> excuse me, then it just gets like, that's that stuff for me is challenging. Yeah. Um, and I think You're there's on a breath hold. That would challenge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Miserable. As I've been playing with some of that stuff, it's like, crikey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not glamorous, and and so that's one thing. Like I spoke to Jack <coughs> said to Jack about this the other week. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that I've put on our social media about my training because it's really not that exciting at the moment. But it's it, and you might look at it and go, it's just pull ups and dips and push ups. But combined in the right format with the right kind of stimulus, then those are still massively useful and um, beneficial things to be doing. And um, the other thing that I'm really enjoying, which we're not going to go into too much detail on today, is going to be a podcast to come. Is I find that when I'm training calisthenic skills it burns a lot of training time 
because there's a lot of attempts at trying to get something right. If I'm trying to work on a planche yeah. or something. So, you know, because I've got a 15 week old baby at home, a four year old, we're working at home. There's a lot going on. Like I, I, I was just finding that I wasn't getting fulfillment from that type of use of my training time. So I've just kind of ramped the intensity up a little bit and gone, I'm going to might only do 30 or 40 minutes, but it's going to be hard out 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I'm loving it. I, like, think, I feel really good for it. Yeah. I was going to say when you, when you're sometimes it'd be like when you're working towards like quite a difficult goal, say someone's like never done a ring muscle up before and you're like, right. You get quite excited about doing that and say, it's like, right, we're going to ring muscle up sessions. And you know, it's going to be hard, but you're up for it and you're, you're wanting to do it. But then there's times where you're like, you don't want to do something that hard. And the, the idea of, um, someone might be listening to this going like, you saying, oh, it's it's quite simple and it's a bit and it's a bit boring, but it's like, oh no, that's that's <laughs> I want to do that because actually then it's like easier for me to engage in and do it yeah. and actually getting fun. So it doesn't become boring; it actually becomes more fun and more enjoyable because it's like it's just easier to complete it physically and mentally. And the, yeah. the mental side of that's massive. I mean, my warm ups are shorter. Like I can just literally yeah. kind of do a little bit of prep work and get into a session. Like because you're not so, going heavy exactly. loads. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not spending 10 minutes having to kind of prep and then build up to certain higher intensity. You're not going to go on deadlift 200 kilos or whatever in the gym, whatever your like objective is. You've got to do your warm up sets. You've got all that time preparing for them to, you can't just walk in and go 200 kilos for your first set. Yeah. Whereas I can definitely pick up a sandbag and do single leg step ups for 10 reps without having to do a huge amount of, of prep work. Mm-hmm. I might just do one or two exercises. So there's, yeah. there's in, from a terms of efficiency, it's massively helping. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, like I don't train anywhere. Like I'm not training a lot. Sometimes I'm, I'm getting sort of five, six sessions in a week, which is okay. That's quite a lot. Other times I might get two in, depending on what's going on and, and how the weeks are going. But I'm just, yeah. yeah. So it, when we when we say we're, t- we're training the easy stuff, it's it's easy in a sense of easy to get it done. Like it's not it's not difficult yeah. for me to do those workouts. Yeah, um, I think there's just on that in terms of like um, uh, needing less prep less warm-up that type of thing like i was always thinking to myself like i i am the warm-up like i i'm doing like less stuff and smaller things in smaller doses so that like it's almost like the movement stuff that i'm doing at the beginning of the session is the session but it is the warm-up and you know we've done uh some people have done the six-week mobility course that me and georgia have done online we're actually building that out as uh something people be able to follow we've got a um a workshop coming up in august down in hartford where we're looking at as a beginner's class and there's a, there's a mobility one that me and georgia are running and some of that stuff is like literally you can use it like in the morning just to like wake up it's like it, it is the it's mobility work and it's movement but it sort of it is preparation it is the warm-up it might just be like a break a five minute break from being sat at the desk or it might be like to help you wake up in the morning or it's just the first few things you do and then you get it and then your training session like starts but actually it started with that rather than necessarily like having these things all separate and i've definitely been embracing and enjoying that more recently and we we've said this before plenty of times we've been teaching sort of live at workshops back in the good old days when they <laughs> when they were running um where like if every day you come back to your session and you're starting at the same point in terms of like your shoulder flexion for your handstands say you're not making long-term gains or there's 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 you're not making long-term improvements there's something going wrong we should be improving gradually over time so that actually like you've got before you've even done any sort of prep work or warmth, you've got good shoulder range of motion uh, rather than having to constantly do additional stuff. So there's some, I'm definitely finding some merit in that in terms of how the approach has been uh, more recently. And, you know, whether this isn't to say people have to do whatever we're doing. It's not about we're just sharing what we're doing. The, The overriding message I'd like people to take from this is like what you were describing for yourself, even though, you your perception is other people might think it's boring you're really enjoying it mm. what i've said about my i'm really enjoying my training so however it looks there needs to you need to find out for you what is the things that you like and what are the things that you um enjoy and making sure that there is a that that there is a focus of your training is that and I think um, you know. the, the context is really important as well because, like, let's be honest, I can do a muscle up and a handstand. So I don't, 
I don't, and I can do those that we've been doing them for so long that they're relatively well ingrained skills. And, I, and I, that, that's not supposed to come across as me going like, oh, Mr. Big Pants, look at me. It's just like I can do those things now. That's something I've taught my body to be able to do. And well, if say I what mean, you said to me the other day. You've not done a, because of the bar in your, yeah. you haven't done a muscle up in like a year, then you're at the park and you just did a couple. Yeah. Because of maintain basic strength. Like, and that's, yeah. and if that's, that's the thing, if you, if you keeping that strength underpinning everything else and the skills you're not going to lose your skills okay the handstand might feel a little bit ropey there's some of my handstand push-up movements don't feel great if i've not practiced the skill but the raw power and strength stuff will be there it providing you're training well and, and your pull-ups are for example mimicking the sorts of kind of patterns that you're going to need to use for your bigger skills like your flags and your, and your um and your muscle ups and what i mean by that is working basically through full range of motion and then making sure you're getting high enough on the bar for your muscle ups so, so those sorts of things, like these people there going, I really want to do a handstand. You should 100% go after that. But I think it's always just worth understanding, like, where does this kind of fit into the bigger picture? And you, you challenge yourself with a specific movement objective, and that might be super difficult. But don't necessarily always feel like you've constantly got to be doing what you deem as harder and harder things. And this is, a, again, the, the conversation we're going to come on to in a few weeks. But it's like let your training be periodized around some kind of hard stuff which is pretty mentally taxing and then just go back and build some basic strength the easy stuff if you want to if you want to look at it like that because that sort of work is going to really going to set the foundations and, and and to do whatever else you want to do moving forward whether you want to go on and do more difficult calisthenics movements then that, that's perfect if you want to do that but what, what we've what we've found over the years and this is particularly true for me is that if I go from skill to skill to skill, I sooner or later just get to a point where I'm not getting anywhere. If I go skill period of strength back into a skill, I make much better progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the, the thing that we also want to just kind of get across in this is being realistic with how much you can learn in a given period of time. As you may have noticed, Jack and I are no spring chickens. So we cannot expect to learn five new calisthenics, hard calisthenics skills within a year. What we can maybe start to think about is going, can I learn this one thing? Okay, if I want to go and learn another one, go and take some of the stress off a little bit of the, of the pressure. Let's go and just do some basic strength work. And then I'm going to go and pick up on another one. But we sometimes get messages from people, and, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. It'll be, I've just started. I'm going to learn a handstand and a planche and a muscle up. Um, how do I stretch my training program? And we're like, crikey, that's going to be a lot of work. And what we probably know is you're not going to get a huge amount of anything by doing that. Um, if someone came to me and said, I really want to get into the calisthenics. I watch skills. Should I learn? I, I like the look of a muscle up. Then we go, okay, I get into a muscle up, and then we would really suggest that these kind of other supplementary strength work is going to need to be a big part of that training program, depending on your starting point. Um, so I guess my, my kind of to, to summarize that is always think about periodizing this whole kind of picture of your training with what is it you're trying to work towards and then understanding that you can't be redlining that all year round you've got to allow these periods of fluctuation to get different skills and different strength um, attributes in the bank so that you can then build on layer on top of everything that you're doing over a period of time and play the long game with it yep 100% and that's where you know, if, if you have uh, desires of some of those, um, you know, you want to pick off one of those specific things, like Tim mentioned, uh, a muscle up there, but whether it's handstand, frog's handstand, bar muscle up, ring muscle up, um, human flag, we've got programs specific for all of those inside the virtual classroom, uh, whereas a membership, you'll get access to all of those, plus a ton of other stuff. And if you're interested in some of the more of the fun stuff and the, um, and, the, and the mobility stuff and the movement stuff, we've got the strength and play a uh, whole section within the virtual classroom there you get that as part of your standard membership as well and then for uh, those that are at the beginning stages we've got body weight basics uh, lower body foundations specific for uh, getting your first pull up and your first dip so there's literally everything whether you want a bit of a rounded thing or you want, whether you want something specific or if you want it all then you can get it as part of a membership inside the virtual classroom at schoolcastlets.com and one thing we were talking about this week when we were chatting podcast planning, we might, we might want to rekindle the Q&A. So if you've got questions that you want us to answer, like we used to love waxing lyrical to people's um, questions that they were sending, and we would pick the best ones, and we can get, I've missed the algorithm chat and how to get your question <laughs> answered, all those sorts of things. So if you've got questions... People probably us, don't know the algorithm, too. Well, well it'll be interesting to see. You have to those, go back and listen yeah, to, to some listen of the to, back to find out how you get into this very complicated algorithm. Um, but if you want to get involved and we, you want to you see us revitalize the Q&A podcast, which we really used to enjoy doing, um, send us some questions. You can get Tim 
at schoolofcalisthenics.com or david at schoolofcalisthenics.com. That's the best way to get them through. Um, send us your questions and we would love to kind of give a little bit of shed our opinions and lights and probably start most of the answers with it depends but you know what I mean you're going to get something out of it which we hope will be useful and if anyone's wondering well how do I email Jacko I'm David <laughs> <laughs> same person right we're going to wrap it up for this week I can't I've got my jingle going Jacko I snuck it yeah, in quietly it. for you yeah, didn't even know in the background so you can, do you want to sign it off and then I will I will do the wizardry and people won't even know that we've got a new toy to play with I don't think we probably snuck it through relatively professionally this week I would imagine right okay so um, last last little request is that if you enjoyed the podcast you like the new uh, you like, you like the, all the new jingles and things or whatever anyway you just want <laughs> you want to get involved in the algorithm um, mention something to do with the jingles um, in a review uh, either on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, we'll look out for that and we'll give you a shout out next somebody time somebody will probably write I was going to give you three stars but I hated the jingle so now you've got two <laughs> <laughs> something like that get in on the in jokes and, uh, and we'll give you a shout out um, other than that keep exploring your movement can't even remember what the phrase is we've got go hold on let me go let me go yeah we need to add it i need more time practice keep exploring your physical potential through movement strength and play class till next time we've butchered that jacko what did you say that's a class dismissed oh sorry should we try again (laughs) (laughs) you gotta give us a five-star review for that that was all planned, by the way. Right, like, we butchered yeah, that yeah, so yeah. that he could put the, the, the symbol in. Oh, crikey, I thought we'd be prepared. We've been doing this. Like, what episode number is this? This will be 184. Let me check because I like to. I like to. to I like yeah, to. 184. 184. If this goes to plan. Yeah, Tim and Jack are not taking themselves too seriously. Right. Until next week, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Class dismissed. We got there in the end. Faded out.